I'm not going to lie, I'm probably going to make your brain hurt in this episode. And I apologize in advance, but this is something that has been running through my mind for weeks now. I've sat down and talked about it with my partner. We've gone back and forth on things and I still haven't really come up with a definitive conclusion, but we're gonna talk through this. I'm gonna get it fully off my mind. Maybe I'll have some sort of discovery as I'm talking to you about this. So this episode is all about relatability versus detachment. I will obviously explain what I mean, but first of all, welcome to Split Open. I'm your host, Amy J. This is the podcast where we split apart the deep topics of life and hopefully open you up to a deeper relationship with life and yourself. I would appreciate it so much if you could rate and review the podcast or subscribe if you are watching on YouTube. So organizing this episode was a little bit of a mess, but I'm gonna section this off into three sections. I'm gonna talk about relatability, so outlining what I mean by that, then detachment, and then the final section is gonna be the conundrum that has been going through my mind for too many weeks now. So let's get into it. Relatability, okay, so we are a species that tell stories. We have told stories since the beginning of time. It's how we connect with other people, right? If we tell someone a story and they have a similar story, then there is a level of connection that you have with that person. There's that relatability. And absolutely everything is a story. Everyone has their personal story, their life story, but then everyone has day-to-day -day stories, right? Like getting pooped on on the way to work on the Monday morning. Then there are bigger stories, stories of history, history of countries, histories of the world, histories of space and time. Then there are the stories that we tell ourselves, right? These can be good and these can be bad. I think probably most people can relate to bad ones where say your internal dialogue is telling you that you are useless, that you can't do something, that you will never be good enough. That kind of talk, that is a story that you are telling yourself. So as you can see, stories are everywhere. Everything is a story. Life is a story. So of course, that is how we connect to each other, especially when those stories are similar, right? And I think this is especially true when people have been through something traumatic, maybe a traumatic event like 9-11 or two people who served in the same war or people who have the same kind of struggles. So for example, people who go to 12-step programs like AA, the whole point of AA and anything else, any kind of event that people have gone through, any kind of traumatic experience that people have gone through, the point is to share it with others who have gone through the same thing. So let's just stick with AA, for example. So the whole thing with AA, the point of AA is for alcoholics to come together and to help each other stay sober. At meetings, people get up and they share their story. They share their downfalls, they share their success. They give hope and inspire other people. So people who have recovered from their alcoholism can relate to the people who are still struggling and show them where they could be. And there is a clear reason for that, right? If you can relate to people, if you are around people who have been through the same thing, other alcoholics in this example, you are going to feel safer. You are going to be more inspired and motivated to get sober because you can look at other examples, people who have done it. Now, let's say you're an alcoholic and you do not know anyone else who has this problem. What are the chances of you staying sober if there is no one else around you you can relate to? Everyone else either doesn't drink or they can drink in moderation. They do not have this same issue as you. Chances are you're not going to feel inspired and motivated and able to see a path to sobriety. 
And like I said, this is the same for lots of different things. Say you witness 9-11, being able to speak to other people who also witnessed 9-11, who were in that chaos, that terror, or people who have been abused, being able to speak to each other and relay your stories and work through it. It's sharing your stories and helping lift each other up to recover from these kinds of things. And obviously that is very, very important because like I said, if you don't have people around you who have experienced similar things, then chances of recovering from those incidents, those life experiences are gonna be much, much smaller. So being relatable seems imperative to our existence, right? It seems vital for us to connect to each other, to understand ourselves and to work through things. Now, obviously the AA, 9-11, abuse, those kind of traumatic experiences, they're on the extreme end. But relatability is so important to us throughout our day-to-day -day life. So for example, when you go to work, who do you form connections with? People you can relate to, people you have things in common with, people that you can talk to and tell your story and they get it. And just think about the podcasters and YouTubers that you watch and listen to. Chances are you listen and watch people who you can relate to. If someone is the same gender, sexual orientation, race, from the same country as you, you are probably pulled more towards them because you have that foundation. There is something, there is something that is similar that you can relate to. And you'll probably choose that, that relatability over someone who is the complete opposite of you. So with all of that said, just imagine if relatability was taken away somehow, or if stories were taken away, what would be left? How would we connect with each other? What would we talk about? I'll let those questions marinate a little bit in your subconscious while I move on to the next section. So detachment. Now the whole reason I am talking about this relatability versus detachment is Michael Singer's fault, first and foremost. Then with a little bit of Eckhart Tolle thrown in, a little bit of Buddhism knowledge and just general spiritual teachings. Now, if you've never heard Michael Singer speak or read any of his stuff, it doesn't matter, you don't need to, but he talks about self-concept. And this is what you tell yourself. It is your story, the narrative that you identify yourself with. It is usually all of the things that have happened to you throughout your life and you've created your identity around it. And now he's not the only one who talks about this, but a lot of people say that you have to release that narrative, not hold on to who you think you are, not hold on to your past experiences because those are not the things that define you. But of course, a lot of us do hold on to those things and a lot of us do use those things to define us. After all, it's kind of, if you're not on a spiritual journey, if you're not trying to go a little bit deeper into yourself, or if you're just starting that journey and you just don't even know what the hell you're doing, it doesn't seem like there is anything else to do other than identify with that story because that is your story. And as I've already outlined, story is everything. Story is absolutely everything all day every day everything is a story but the thing that got me about michael singer is that he doesn't talk about his life before his spiritual awakening so he will talk about the moment that he awakened it was a very sudden moment where he became aware of himself but he doesn't talk about his life up to that he has detached from his life before his awakening and with that said Michael Singer, Eckhart Tolle, a lot of spiritual teachers, they don't sit there and teach you and guide you and do it from a relatable point of view. 
Now, in one way they do, they talk about relatable things. They talk about the chitter chatter going on in your mind, right? They talk about how your emotions take control a lot of the times. They are relatable, but they're not relatable in the way that we are relatable to each other day to day. Telling each other our stories. Michael Singer, Eckhart Tolle, they do not sit there and talk about themselves. They do not relate to people through what has happened to them in their life. They do not talk about their backgrounds, events that have happened to them. They talk about things in general. So when they are teaching and guiding people, they are detached from their own personal stories and they are not using that as their way to relate to people. So what Michael Singer and Eckhart Tolle focus on is being present, being in the moment and not being preoccupied with all of these stories because yes, okay, everyone has their life story. All of these things have happened to them up until this point in time. The story, the narrative that you identify with, but then that is not the only story. Like I said, everything is a story. So say you're sat and you're stuck in traffic. What are you saying it to yourself internally? And this is what Eckhart really talks about. It is what is going on inside your mind. What is the story you are telling yourself about each and every moment because you're telling yourself something. So say you're stuck in traffic and you're late for work. What are you saying to yourself? Chances are your mind isn't just empty and you're just accepting it, which is what Eckhart teaches, right? You have to accept each and every moment as it is. So what is that story that you're telling yourself? Maybe it's something like, why me? This always happens to me. Why do I always have to get stuck in traffic? Or, you know, something negative and you're turning that moment into a negative moment. So you're basically talking to yourself and telling yourself a story all day, every day. You're turning each moment into something negative, something positive or something neutral by telling yourself a story about that moment. So as you can tell, this is all very all over the place because as I was outlining before, we've got the stories that we have that are extreme, you know, going back to the alcoholic or people who have gone through abuse or traumatic experiences and sharing your stories there to relate to each other. Then on the other end, you've got the stories that you're just telling yourself about each moment throughout the day. So all of these stories are on a scale and obviously the relatability is also on a scale. Everyone can relate to that mind just going off and the stories that you're telling yourself about why you're stuck in traffic and why it sucks and why me? And then the people with those extreme examples find each other to again, relate to each other. So circling back, Eckhart always talks about accepting each moment as it is and not adding a story to it. Just going through life, through these moments without imposing a story onto it. If you're stuck in traffic, you're stuck in traffic. You sit there and you accept it. All right, stay with me. I know this is a lot and it's a little bit all over the place, but this is what my brain has been doing for these past few weeks. So we've got Eckhart Tolle, Michael Singer. They do not talk about their past. They do not talk about their narrative, their story. They are not relating to people on that level with specific stories about them, but that works, right? And this is the whole thing, that works. People are drawn to them without having that level of relatability that we are always seeking throughout life in every other aspect. And I read this article about Buddhism and it said, if you are at the center of your narrative, so as I was saying, you are always telling yourself a story. Even if you are just stuck in traffic, you are telling yourself a story about being stuck in traffic. Oh, why me? Oh, this sucks. 
And this article said, you have to remove yourself from the center of every narrative of all of these stories. And what you do instead is make it about others. Now, if you are stuck in traffic, you're stuck in traffic. So I guess you're kind of like, there's no one else around other than the other people stuck in the traffic. Oh, actually just had an epiphany there. Okay, yeah. So if you are removing yourself from the center of these narratives and you are making it about others, so that makes complete sense because that's what Eckhart Tolle and Michael Singer do. They are helping you. They have removed themselves from their narrative from every other narrative and they are helping you. They are trying to teach and guide you. They are helping others. So even if you are stuck in traffic, you're not the only one stuck in traffic. There are other cars around you also stuck in traffic. So how can you make that about others? You could smile at the person next to you or in the rear view mirror to the person behind you. Give the person in front of you a thumbs up, like make it a more enjoyable experience. Maybe turn on some music and blast it out the window and get everybody singing and dancing. I mean, I know that sounds very like cheesy 90s movie or something, but this is the first point that made this make sense in my mind. And I think this is a very good practice to remove yourself from all of these stories that you're telling yourself and flipping it and making it about other people because we should be of service to others. We should always be trying to serve other people, get out of ourselves, stop being so self-involved and selfish. However, this is still a conundrum in my brain. So let's move on to that section, the final section, the conundrum. So as I just said, instead of having yourself at the center of these narratives, flip it and try and put it onto other people, trying to help and be of service. But then how do we have regular conversations? So let's say it is Friday night. You are going over to your friend's house for dinner. There's gonna be a few of you there. What do you talk about? You talk about your week. You tell each other your stories. You tell each other those relatable things that people can laugh at, can be like, yeah, I've been there. Or stories where people can sympathize, empathize with you. Maybe something bad happened. But the whole thing is you spend that evening telling stories. You tell your stories, they tell their stories. You relate, you go back and forth, you connect in that way through those stories. And as I was working through this, trying to figure all of this out, like, okay, well, that's the relatability. How do we detach from that? How can you go to dinner with people and not talk about your stories? And then I realized, I think it is about asking questions to other people. So detaching from your own narrative, all of these stories and these moments that you are putting negative, positive emotions, outlooks, narratives onto, and be completely focused on the other people. Ask them questions, get them talking about things. Now, the thing with this is it's easy to just ask them about their narrative. So you're not contributing personally with your story and narrative, but then you're also making other people talk more about their story and narrative, pushing them further into that rather than helping them detach. But then that's the other thing too, right? Is that the point? If you are detached from your narrative, is it then your purpose to help others detach from that? But then that is very much putting those other people in a position where they, but they might not wanna be in that position. They might wanna talk about these stories, how they got pooped on on their way into work on Monday, how they got stuck in traffic on Tuesday. They might wanna relay those stories and try and relate to you on that level because that's all they know. That's all most of us know. So then if you are there detached and you don't wanna talk about those things, they might feel uncomfortable. You may lose that connection with them. It may be weird and awkward. Then this goes even deeper, right? Because, okay, if you cannot 
detached from your narrative and have a conversation with someone who is also detached from their narrative, then do you wanna be having a conversation with that person? But then if you are similar to me and you're on a spiritual journey, then it's already lonely as hell, right? And you may not be able to find people who are in the same place as you are. Then this also makes me think, right? Okay, we're all trying to tell stories. We are trying to be relatable. We are trying to connect to each other. But is this connection through relatability, through these stories, real connection? Because after all, they're just stories. It's just narrative. It is just things that we have strung together. So if we are telling somebody about how awful it was that we got stuck in traffic, then that is the story that they are receiving too. And they are relating and probably feeling some sort of emotion with that too, because because they can relate, because they've been stuck in traffic and because it's been crap for them too. So are we just reinforcing these narratives by sharing these narratives rather than connecting on a true level, on a deep level? soul to soul, heart to heart. Basically, I'm wondering, are we all just wandering around telling these narratives and stories that don't really mean anything, especially the day-to-day stuff, when these aren't the things that we should be talking about? So I remember hearing, it was someone who's in like business, they're an entrepreneur, someone like that. They were talking about how you shouldn't surround yourself with all of these people that you've known forever necessarily. All these people who are, nostalgic who are talking about memories all of the time remember when we did this oh remember when that happened people who you've known you have all these memories with and they just live in that nostalgia they live in those moments instead you should be surrounding yourself with people who are talking about what they are doing now where they want to go how they are going to get there they're not living in the past they are living in the now and obviously this is what spiritual teachers teach you have to live in the now because there is no past there is no future there is only now so is that what we should be doing not talking about the past not talking about those stories that have already happened trying not to even tell ourselves those stories day to day and focus on and talk about our growth Because yeah, this makes sense. We should all be growing and evolving. We should, I guess, yeah, be detaching from these narratives, these things that we've believed, just the things that have happened to us that we identify with. Okay, I've just had a thought and I think this is a good way to realize that the narrative that you are telling yourself is simply just a narrative and it can change from day to day. So if you're telling yourself a story, then that is gonna become your reality. But if you tell yourself a different story, then that will become your reality. So perfect example here. Like everyone, my fiance has his quirks. There are certain things that he does. For example, he will try to dunk his clothes into the wash basket from the other side of the bedroom. Now, do they always go in? No, they definitely don't. But he'll just leave them next to the wash basket or half hanging out of it. Now, most days that doesn't bother me whatever i'll just pick them up because it's on my side of the room i'll just pick them up put them in the wash basket other days i'm like this is bs why can't he just pick them up and put them in the wash basket why is he so messy blah blah blah. see what i'm saying so on most days doesn't matter i'm just like that's what he does that's who he is i accept that i'll just pick them up it's easy other days i'm telling myself that it's the end of the bloody world that he's a slob that he's disgusting that i cannot possibly put up with this for the rest of my life So yeah, I think that is a good example of the stories that we tell ourselves and how they can be different about the same thing. So if these stories 
are literally just stories, then yeah, we can detach from them because why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we just be neutral about things and just accept things as Eckhart and all of these spiritual teachers say as they are, accept every moment as it is. So maybe that is step one, realizing that all of these stories are just stories and you are putting weight onto things through these stories. And maybe that's how you get towards eventually detaching. But not everyone is on this kind of journey, right? Not everyone is talking about these kinds of things. This conversation is gonna go straight over the heads of some people. Well, they probably won't even listen to it, right? But let's go back to that alcoholic scenario. So let's say I am a recovered alcoholic. Now I want to give back, right? I wanna help other alcoholics get sober. You cannot go to an AA meeting and not identify as an alcoholic. That is the first thing that you do. So being an alcoholic, even if you are recovered, that is a narrative. You being an alcoholic is your past. It is your past experience. You have moved on from that. You have detached from that. But how can you detach from that if you then want to help others get through what you got through? Is there a way to detach from your narrative but still share your story? Because now, obviously, I've talked about the day-to-day stuff, the day-to-day narratives that we put on things, on the moments, making them negative or positive. But what about that other end of the scale? Those stories that have to be shared, that have to be told, that people need to relate to. If you are an alcoholic, if you have been abused, if you have been through war, a traumatic event. It is proven that people who share their stories, who relate to other people who have gone through something similar, they can recover faster. They can move through that. So what about that? What do we do with that? Is that just how that is? Is that just part of the process? Is this all stages? And I guess it is. I guess it is, right? You can't just suddenly be detached from every narrative, every story. And there will always be people who are at different places in their life, right? Especially on this spiritual kind of journey. So maybe I'm just overthinking all of this in a lot of ways. And maybe it is just kind of a step-by-step, stage-by-stage thing. Perhaps going back to the alcoholic example, I think this is a very easy example to use, but say you are new, you are a couple of days sober, you need that relatability. You need other people telling their stories, inspiring you, motivating you. Then you get sober, you stay sober. You then share your story. You are then of service to others. You are helping them stay sober. But then is there a point where you no longer identify or tell the story of your alcoholism? Because that is not your narrative. You have detached from that. So could you, for example, go to AA meetings And like I talked about before, instead of standing there and telling your story, your narrative, you share simply what you are doing now, what you are doing with your life, how it is good, how you are trying to evolve. So you have detached from the alcoholic aspect. You are not sharing your story of being an alcoholic and getting sober. You are simply sharing your story of this present moment, of what you are doing to grow and evolve now. And in my mind, that makes sense. I think that is possible. That removes the relatability, however. If there is somebody who is new to an AA meeting, for example, and you stand up there and talk about how you're growing and evolving as a human, you do not have that relatability aspect. But that's probably okay because there are other people who do have that relatability aspect. 
So in that scenario, I guess they have basically just become the Michael Singer, Eckhart Tolle of AA meetings. And that leads nicely on to talking about whether these teachings from people who do not go into that relatability aspect, they do not share their lives and their stories. They simply share how to be present. They are removing themselves from the center of all of these narratives around us and focusing it on you, on other people. And that works, obviously. And is that more important, do you think, than trying to relate to people? Like I said, Eckhart Tolle, Michael Singer, they relate in some way, but not in that direct, here's my story, relate to it way. They relate to you because they call you out, basically, right? They're like, this is what you think when this happens. This is what you do when this happens. And you're there like, yeah, that is what I do. And I know I shouldn't. Okay, tell me what I should do instead. And obviously these spiritual teachers are huge. People flock to them. But why? Because they're not relatable. We're not connecting with them because of the stories that they're telling. So how are we connecting to them? Is that more of a soul to soul, heart to heart connection? Is it more of a true real connection with these spiritual teachers because there's none of that narrative in the way yeah maybe that's what it is maybe we are drawn to them because they are not simply talking about these narratives that do not matter that we impose on ourselves but in the same breath i also feel that there is somewhat of a disconnect with those kinds of spiritual teachers because they're not sharing their narratives, their stories. It's like, where do they come from? What have they been through? What can I relate to? And this is what a lot of us hold on to and look for. It is people to relate to. We want people who have been through the same stuff as us, who have felt the same as us, who have struggled in the same way as us. But again, is that real connection? Is it a real connection? Is it what we really need? Or is that just opening us up to falling into somewhat of a victim mindset? And I think this, I want to talk about this too, is that there's a danger, I think, if you are constantly trying to find people to relate to. So let's say you experienced abuse in a relationship and you reach out and you find people who have also been through the same thing. You can relate to each other. You can talk about your experiences. You can support each other and you can help each other evolve and grow and move past that bad experience. You can release that narrative, right? Detach from that narrative, that thing that happened to you. You can no longer identify with it. However, the danger with finding people who have also been through the same things as you You can then just create a little bubble of you who have all been through all of this stuff and that's all you talk about or that's what you talk about a lot. You then become stuck in that narrative. You are always identifying with that narrative. So if you and those around you have all been abused in their relationships and you all identify that you have been abused, that there is that understanding between you, that knowing, you think you are connected because you have had the same experiences. You understand each other. You understand each other on a level that other people don't. Other people don't get it because they haven't been through it like you guys have. So yeah, you are just stuck in this narrative. You are forever someone who was abused in their relationship. You're not healing that. So yes, relating to people I think can be very, very helpful, but only if you are genuinely trying to move each other through that so you can release it. Otherwise, it's probably just very unhealthy to hold on to all of these things. 
All right, is your brain hurting yet? Because mine is. Okay, I have another thing that I want to bring up. So I've talked about relatability, stories that we can relate to, that we can share and we can understand because we've been there, we've gone through it too. Then on the other hand, there's that detachment. So these spiritual teachers who are not even sharing their stories, they are simply trying to focus on guiding you and helping you to detach from those stories basically. But then what about the stories that we cannot relate to yet inspire us and motivate us? So a really obvious example is Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. If you don't know what that is, Viktor Frankl was a guy who wrote Man's Search for Meaning. And it is all about his time in the concentration camps in World War II. Now, most of us have never been through anything remotely similar to a concentration camp in World War II. Now, Man's Search for Meaning is all about him finding meaning while he was in this concentration camp. He did not allow himself to just give up on life. He was in some of the worst conditions a human could ever be in, but he didn't give up. Now that is inspiring as hell. That puts life into perspective. If this guy can get through a concentration camp with somewhat of a positive, upbeat mentality, we can get through our life. But can we relate to his story? No but it is highly motivating, right? It is inspiring, it is extreme. And I don't know about you, but that kind of thing fills me with a lot of emotion. There's a lot of awe, there's a lot of sadness, there's a lot of inspiration, there's a lot going on in that. So my next question is, isn't story powerful? Isn't story necessary in some ways? Isn't story important? And this also comes around to books in general, fiction, stories that we like to read, movies that we like to watch. Same thing, even if it's not relatable, there's an emotional journey there and you can feel inspired or you can learn or have your viewpoint changed. Because put it this way, if you're on a spiritual journey, I'm on a spiritual journey and The only reason I am on this journey, the only reason I have shifted, the only reason I am sat here talking about story, relatability, detachment, all of this is because I listened to other people's stories in the beginning. When I was lost on this journey, when I awakened and I had no idea what was happening, I found people to relate to. I listened to their stories. But again, Like I said, maybe this is all just stages and we're all in different stages. We are all in different stages, naturally, all the time anyway. Some people are kids, some people are in their 30s, other people are 80 on their deathbed. And maybe this is just another thing with stages. Some people are so heavily involved in relating to others. Story, 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 narrative, narrative, narrative. They are stuck in their narratives. They are stuck in telling stories. That is their life then maybe where I'm at right now is a stage. Questioning it, what does it all mean? Do I need to work towards detaching more rather than trying to be relatable to people? And then you've got Michael Singer and Eckhart Tolle who are completely detached. They're not trying to be relatable at all. Maybe we need all of them, right? Everything's a spectrum. But yeah, so that's kind of the whole thing that's been going through my mind, the questions that have been going through my mind. I think my conclusion is that it is just... A process which has various stages. We are all at different stages. But I do want to ask one more question. Is the whole point of us being here 
and people talk about the spiritual revolution, right? More people are waking up and all of this. Now, I don't think anyone who is alive right now is gonna see this spiritual revolution. They'll see it progressing, but I think it's gonna take a long time for the masses to wake up. But is this what we're moving towards? Is this detachment what we're moving towards? Are all these stories and narratives gonna become obsolete? Are we all moving towards living in the present moment, in the now? And if you are on this spiritual journey, is it your responsibility, your purpose in a way to keep evolving as a human and to keep paving the way for this detachment from our narratives? I'm gonna leave that out there for you guys. Like I said, find me on YouTube. I will link in the show notes. Let's discuss this stuff in the comments because I mean, I asked a lot of questions. I've put a lot of stuff out there. I kind of feel a little bit more confused than when I started this. I don't know. I think this is definitely going to be one of those things that is going to continue to fester in my brain. And as I'm moving through my own spiritual journey and learning more about myself and playing with this idea, right? Like I have people over for dinner tomorrow. I'm going to play around with this idea of removing myself from the center of these narratives, focusing on other people turning my attention to them rather than telling them my stories and focusing on asking questions that will draw out what they are doing in this present moment, how they are growing and evolving. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, maybe I'll do several conversations around this as I'm learning more, as I'm wrapping my head around all of this stuff. And even from your comments, if you do leave me a comment and we have a discussion about this, who knows where that will go right so again please rate and review the podcast if you have listened up to this far and subscribe if you are watching on youtube thank you so much for listening to the inner workings of my brain i appreciate you all